Coming up next on the Outlaw Lawyers, we're going to get into listener questions again this week concerning businesses, again, legal entities, and merging and acquisitions. Okay, folks, there's a lot coming on the program today. You don't want to miss it. Plus, we'll have our regular antics. That's all coming up next on the Outlaw Lawyer. And now, Outlaw Lawyer. Welcome into another edition of the Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts are Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Offices conveniently located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. Each and every week, it's always about the law. We'll get into listener questions today. Looking forward to that. I want to remind you look, if you're facing a legal situation, you've got questions, you can always get answers from Whitaker and Hamer by calling. 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. And leave your contact information briefly what the call is about. And the lawyer with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch with you to talk about it. Also, you can email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. Josh, take it away. You know, Morgan, our favorite shows are always listener question shows. And we've done a couple in a row, Joseph. We've done a lot in a row, man. That's because they're, that's because they're our favorite. <laughs> we we get we get the listener questions we get excited and i always figure if one person takes the time to ask us that question a lot of other people have that question too so it's a good today, point good point we're gonna do listener questions we're gonna do listener questions on uh, a couple of different topics uh we're gonna talk about business formation uh we're gonna talk about uh, i know a lot of folks uh who listen to this show are self-employed or they run their own businesses so we're gonna we're going to talk about the LLCs and the corporations as a as an entity, but we also are going to talk about some contract law. We got some listener questions about contract law, so we'll talk about that. But uh, you know, we can never just talk about we can never just go right into the listener questions. We can never just go right into talking about the law. We got to waste some time first. Get get ready. Get in the mood. Uh, so, Joe, what you got going on? Uh Funny thing, man, we uh we use the same setup every week, right? And in the lovely historic Shady's Bar in downtown Garner. Great location. And, uh, Great location. I think I put your headphones on. I think I put your headphones on from last week. And I think you need to get your ears checked, man. That was a blasting, dude. That was <laughs> do you, could you not hear things, man? I don't know, man. I don't I just know. had to turn it down. I was blasting my my brain. The uh I, I don't know. Sometimes, uh, sometimes you know, I listen to the uh, the rock music growing up, right? The, rap, the rocks music, the like rock. the wrestling theme. Or- <laughs> <laughs> but uh, my kid, my kid, you ask what's going on, man. And my my youngest boy, he's he's getting into the wrestling, man. They they've kind of ebbed and flowed in and out of that, but he's getting into it. And I don't know how. I guess he's watching YouTube videos, but he's found rikishi and rikishi's uh, his favorite wrestler and so he was asking he was like i want his birthday was coming up he's like what do you want for your birthday he's like i want a rikishi outfit and you know he wears like a man thong basically oh that's right yeah. so i was like i don't know how we're gonna do that buddy so he starts he's like i'm gonna find it and he gets on amazon and he's pulling up all this like lingerie for men <laughs> i'd be like no but so you can't find a rikishi outfit for a kid probably to put on man. it's probably illegal yeah, he's like, I want to wrestle you. I want to do Rikishi's move, which is just basically his bare butt in your face. I was like, buddy, this isn't going to work, man. Yeah, if you're if you're listening to us, Rikishi was a wrestler in the two, early 2000s. 
Like, he's still, he's still alive. Well, he's still alive, but yeah. it's not I thought he would be dead. You, you think of all those old and so many wrestlers die, man, and well, he, he was wasn't probably, great help. He was probably what four hundred pounds. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah, you know we need to, we need to guy. do a show, guys, where the first thing we do is we go in and we look at each of yours, your Google searches, because I, I can just picture, <laughs> I can, I can picture Joe as being okay, men's lingerie. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's on. That was on Amazon actually, but okay. uh, it wasn't men's lingerie, man. I don't know what he. I don't even know what he searched for, but he was like, dad, this is a good one. And it was literally like sheer, it's like a sheer man thong. And I'm like, dude, that's not, that's not a good one. We're not buying that. It's going to mess up my algorithm now. That's all I'm going to get. Oh yeah. Yeah. Facebook and whatever is just going to send you the ads. Yeah. You, you can't see me because this is a radio show, but if you could, I wasn't built. <laughs> I was not built for Amazon men's lingerie. I remember a long time ago when I was coming up, uh, the the South Side of Raleigh two seven six zero three. I uh, two seven six zero three. <laughs> <laughs> said that like you're in a gang. Represent, <laughs> represent. <laughs> I, I got a job at the old uh, the old Hudson Belks. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was before they had one, kind of on the side of town. So it was the carry. It's back in the it's back in the day when if you wanted to do anything or you wanted to buy anything, you had to drive into carry. You had to go to the carry town center, uh, which is no longer the carry town center. But I worked at worked at Belks, and they stuck me in the men's furnishings. That's what they called it. Underwear. It was men's furnishings. I worked on commission. You didn't make so you had to sell. Like you were yeah. out there selling clothes yeah. to men. They paid you like four bucks, and you had to. Did you have to dress nice? I mean, nicer than I normally would. I was in high school, you know, but. I know when I go into Belks, man, I look for the best dressed man to sell me my clothes. <laughs> but every I, time. I go into Belks and I'd be behind the counter where all the ties are. That's kind of where I, I got stationed, you know. And we had this whole wall of like different underwear, right? Jockey or whatever. Underwear. It was in boxes, you know. But there was one stack of like you could buy. We sold a men's thong. Nice. It was in a box. Nice. And every now and again, someone would buy those. And that's all we talked about. Like if you ever bought men's thongs at Belks in the <laughs> early '90s, like we talked about you, like right when you left, did they did they ask questions to you, or did they just come in? And was it like a, a get in and get out? Is it like going to the video <laughs> store to the adult section? You don't look anyone in the eyes. <laughs> You just throw it on the counter. Yeah, I don't remember anybody specifically asking me for the men's thong section. They would just get it, and uh, but, yeah. I, but I knew where they were. Now, yeah, you had to. Did you have the music? knew it all. Did you have the Muzak playing the thong song? You know, did you have that going on in the Hudson Belk back the in the what? day? The, the Muzak man. Yeah, the Muzak. You have the music you know, going in the soundtrack. You know, in yeah. the thong area, the thong song. You know, oh, the thong <laughs> section. Yeah. As soon as the pressure activated tie. Oh, and they step in the thong section. Yeah, just... I also worked at I also worked at Arby's when I was in high school uh, down here in Garner, and they had the Muzak box. You know, Muzak was a big business in the in the eighties and nineties, and they had like a special box. And that was back before satellite radio, and they beamed via satellite. That's how you got your music. Wow, that's pretty sweet. And it was a little box, and you couldn't change the channel or anything. And you paid. It was like the whole restaurant heard that, or was it just like you guys cooking in the back? No, it was the whole restaurant. And that's, that's how sweet. that's how music worked is you paid for like a package and it would have like Arby's, man. If we had 30 songs, I'd be surprised because it was the same song. Was it like stock music or was it like real songs? It was real songs. Nice. Yeah. I'd like <laughs> to get that. I'd like to get my hands on that Arby Spotify playlist. Look, man, back, back in the day in Arby's, they'd play. I don't remember what all the songs were, but I did a lot of uh, washing dishes, right? Yeah. I'd be back there. And the best song they have, it's not even like a song like I really like, but Stephen Sills has a song. Um I was the one love the one you're with. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I know that song. Yeah. That's the best song they had, man. And that was like, it was, it was the last one on the playlist. Cause then it would reset. Right. So it was like 28 out of 28. Yeah. It's love the one you're with, man. You called it. 
best song, best song that played in Arby's in the nineties. I'll, I'll go toe to toe with anybody. Washington. Washington. <laughs> I'd be interested to know how many people could, uh, could even name one Arby's <laughs> one single Arby song. That's the kind of information that's just lost to time, man. Yeah, you're right. And oh, we need to chronicle. Well, that. We're, 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 we're learning some things today. So Josh, you were uh, Hudson Belk and you were Arby's. That's two. Uh, Joe, you got any uh, interesting uh, uh, work related ventures when you were younger? Yeah, man. My first job, I had a, I had a, an uncle, God rest his soul, man. He passed away recently. It's a great man. And uh, he, he was a part owner of a car quest. That was my first job when I was turned 16, worked at a car quest. And all I can tell you is that everyone who came in there was depressed. Every single person. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was the weirdest thing, man. I don't know. You just like you walk in there. And this was back when you could smoke in a building. And so everybody, every employee smoked constantly all day, chain smoked. Uh, and it was just a, I don't know, man, I learned a lot about life. Well, you did. You don't strike me as a 16 year old who would have known a lot about cars. Oh, I knew nothing, nothing at all. And people would come in, they'd ask me, and I just blank, I just have to <laughs> blank stare them. But they had a computer. I knew a lot about computers, right? I was a nerd. So I could at least do that. And uh, so I could, I got to the point where I could look stuff up. But they'd, if they'd ask me like a nuanced question, no, I had nothing for them, man. I'd, I'd disappoint them every single time. But uh, I knew how to recycle batteries. I tell you that much. Oh yeah, I bet you did a lot of that. Yeah, yeah, and I delivered to places. Everybody was real grumpy in the uh, in the industry, man. You know, when I first uh, when I first got my when I first got licensed to be an attorney, when I joined the bar, you know, Johnston County still when you went into courtrooms, they still had ashtrays. You could still smoke, and people smoked, man. We and bring the, ashtrays it, back, but just in case. And in the Wake County Courthouse, you weren't supposed to smoke, but there was like a back room that all the attorneys went in. There's always like 29 guys like in there smoking man you i don't know if you have any like smoking nostalgia like where you miss it i don't really miss it but it's it's weird because it ain't that long ago it was a thing yeah everybody smoked the smoking section man you remember the mcdonald's ashtrays the like little flimsy yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. of course to, and there used to be my dad had a big bonneville and they had ashtrays for every seat my mom was a smoker um she quit Good. thank goodness Good. she was a smoker for a long time and she in her car i don't know if she didn't have an ashtray i don't know why but she would uh, ash into a sun-kissed can. I think you've told the story yeah. on and I, air. And I and I took a I took a took a drink out of that, and that's why I've hated cigarettes ever since then, man. <laughs> hated them. But uh, he has not I told that story. That smokes. That, we have not heard that story on the show. Think, I think I might have. I man. think Joseph has told that story. I don't have a lot of traumatic air. memories. That's one of them. There's that one, and there's the getting lost at Carolina Pottery story. That's another <laughs> one. That's one for another day, brother. Dude, there is no worse store to be in. I know. Well, no, it was the whole complex, man. It was. It was the outlets. It wasn't just Carolina Pottery. Is this if the one down kid, in South Carolina? Down in South Carolina. Uh, this is the one down in Smithfield, man. Smithfield, that place okay. is a death trap for a child who can't find their mother. If you're if you're a kid going to going to Carolina Pottery is about it's like mind-numbingly boring. The only place oh yeah, there's nothing there for you. There what what are the, there used to be a store in Garner where they sold uh like sewing supplies and that's the oh, only store that's God. more boring. I you can't sure remember. you didn't conjure that up in a no, nightmare? Man. Linens like and little, things maybe no. linens and things now. No, no, I think I think at least linens and things has the end things. Mm. He's talking about pure. Down here, down here my way, it was right beside Kmart. If you went to Kmart, they had He-Man, they had Transformers. Oh, yeah, they, they had cool class, stuff. But we wouldn't go there. Man, oh. Kmart was sweet. So before the end of the show, I'm going to remember what that store is called. It is the most boring store. Uh, is it like a national chain or was it just like the sewing room? No, that's not uh, it. That's not it. Uh, so delicious. <laughs> that's the name of a spot. So it I kind of want to go there. I'm going to remember the name of the store. Terrible. Terrible. So boring. Like, Are right they still you... around? I don't think so. I hope not, man, because yeah. you're going to hurt their feelings. But anyway, anyway. It wasn't for you. 
right? Well, we we didn't disappoint. Uh, we usually come out of the box uh, with some usually pretty interesting or you know unusual stuff, and we did it today. So that's always good stuff. I mean, we found out where you guys uh, worked when you were kids, and we're going to get into some business law coming up on the other side. The Outlaw Liars, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're your hosts. They're practicing attorneys here in the great state of North Carolina. They have offices conveniently located for you in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And again, we'll hit the legalese on the other side. we got listener questions, and it's going to be business-related to start. That's all coming up next. Now, if you have a legal situation you are facing, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. If you got any questions, call the firm, 800-659-1186, and leave your contact information. Briefly, what the call is about, and an attorney will be in touch. You can always email your questions to this show, and we'll answer them on a future broadcast. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're back right after this. back into the Outlaw Lawyers. Your hosts, well, the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices popping up all over the place. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. And each and every week, it's always legal topics. And this week, we're getting into listener questions. It's going to be business related. So excited about that. We are out of the gates. We're off and running. Josh, where are we going first? We're going to actually talk about the law and do a listener question. But before we do that, I remember the name of the store. I tried to Google it. It didn't come up. And then it came to me. It's Peace Goods. Peace Goods. That was the name of the That's store. That's all they had was sewing stuff? Sewing stuff. And fabric. Reams of fabric. And it was just, uh, and your mom would make you go there? Yeah. And then, it, yeah, yeah. Scarred uh, for life. Scarred mm, for life. It's uh, terrible. I, I Googled it. And then it didn't come up. I Googled something real specific thing, and I get lucky. I Googled that sewing store that was beside Kmart and Raleigh. I feel like if I took one of my kids there, man, they'd, they'd like bite me or something. But, you know, I, the, the website I hate more than any other website. I hate Yelp. But Yelp yeah, came it's up. terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, it's bad. Yelp came up, and it's the best 10 fabric stores in Raleigh. And it's one of them? Uh, no, no. I just think that's a terrible list. Like yeah. if I was a kid, that's like the that's like a horror movie. There's a, there's a lady sitting in her rocking chair at home right now, and that's like – uh, that lady's get. She's. Well, I'm just talking about from like a kid's her perspective. Her heart's pumping, man. Hearing My, that 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 list. If I was like ten year old Josh and I came through and we didn't have the internet back then, yeah, I'd be miserable, man. Yeah, you didn't have the internet. You couldn't look at a phone or a device. You couldn't. You had to. You'd have to sit through and suffer through the sewing goods. But if my what mom was your mom sewing back in the day, man? I don't know, man. She wasn't even gonna make you like a hat or anything cool. I don't know. A toboggan stuff, man. Stuff. <laughs> All right, listener question. Listener question. Uh, the first listener question I have kind of revolves around taxes. And so you should know that me and Joseph, while we're attorneys, we are not CPAs, we're not licensed to give any kind of tax advice. That's not what we do. But in our role, uh, when we're we're talking to somebody about business law, how you're gonna be taxed comes up. So general taxation topics will come up, even though we're not talking to you about deductions or what you're going to owe or what you have to file. We do have to talk about tax structure, you know, how, you know, and so Joe, this came, this came to my mind. There's a, there's a case that's being heard before the U S Supreme court and I'll have to pull up the name, but it's, it's basically talking about uh, taxing unrealized gains of U S corporations 
that are holding the money overseas. And so that's the basis of the the lawsuit, which is God, not I feel like I just walked in so in store, man. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not going into details. The case is very interesting because it's it talks about how corporations get uh, taxed. But what I want to talk about is when you form, right? So when you decide you want to form a corporation or an LLC, it's usually because you're starting a business, right? You have something that you're you're getting started. I always tell people, you know, creating an LLC, creating a corporation is like creating a person, right? You're creating a, a thing. You're bringing a thing into an existence that's going to have a purpose, a stated purpose. It's going to have a goal. It can have money. It can have assets. And so I always treat like I treat these like a fully separate person that you're creating to undertake this business, you know, opportunity or business venture. But one of the things we have to talk about, Joe, is, is how are you going to be taxed? Yeah, yeah. I can tell you two things about taxes, man. Okay. We don't make a lot of definitive statements, but I'll tell you two things, man. One, I hate them. I understand them, but I don't like paying them. And two, I don't think that there should be any taxation without representation. <laughs> I can say that. I can say that with full confidence. The, uh, so when you, when you're going to organize, when you're organizing an entity, you have to decide how you want to be taxed. And most people, small to medium sized businesses, I would say, and then Joe, this might be what you see too. They elect to, to be taxed. It's called flow through taxation, right? So your say your business comes out, does really good, makes a million dollars. You gross you gross a million dollars. Um, you got half a million in expenses. You got payroll. You got rent. You got all kinds of expenses. So you got you got half a million in expenses. So then you got a half million net gain. And so Josh and Joe LLC, it's a not, great company, is not going to pay any taxes at the corporate level, at the entity level, at the, at the company level, even though the company has netted 500, half a million dollars, that, that gets split between me and Joe, right? So I get 250 that I have to pay taxes on, on my personal tax return, and Joe does the same. So we pay taxes on it, but you don't pay taxes on it at the corporate level. Now you can elect to do that, which sounds kind of crazy in this current example, but there are reasons as you become larger and larger where you might want to be taxed at the corporate level. But I bring this up because I had someone talking to me the other day and they were mad. Somebody didn't pay. I don't know if it was Amazon or Apple, but they were mad. Like, you know, this company, this corporation made billions. They ain't paying any taxes. And I was like, well, they're not supposed to. Right. That's how they're that's how they're set up. So if you ever hear somebody on the media uh, and this is kind of this the Supreme Court case that I mentioned is kind of bringing this back up. I hear uh, folks in the media talk about it and report on it who aren't very knowledgeable. And they bring that point up again. You know, so and so made. $30 $30 billion and they didn't pay anything in tax, but they're not, it's, that's how the tax code works. That's how yeah, they, be mad at the tax code, man. Right. You know, th it's designed that way. Somebody's paying tax. Somebody's getting taxed. Exactly. Right. That's, that's the point I was going to make. Somebody is paying the tax. It just may not be the entity or it may be, like you said, you've got the pass through, uh, you've got, you know, partnerships, sole proprietorships, an S corp, a, a LLC. Generally, those are all going to be passed through, like you said, but somebody be it the ultimate owner who's who's taking the profit or the company itself, somebody's paying that tax. Yeah, and and you know, I, I feel like when people say these things, they say it to get people fired up. Yeah, uh, or they don't understand. And and but but yeah, shareholders. You know that that income's going back as a dividend to shareholders or an LLC. The owners are called members. You know, so in Josh and Joe LLC, me and Joe would be the two owners, the two members. And we're going to be paying taxes on anything that was a profit. And we'll try to deduct whatever business expenses are legal to deduct. You take advantage of anything in the tax code that you can do. Uh, but in the end of the day, whatever your 
net is whatever your profit is, somebody's paying taxes on it. But by design, a lot of times it's not the entity. And that blows people's minds sometimes if you're not a lawyer, you're not dealing with business formation, or you don't have to deal with it in your day-to-day life. Um, it does get the people fired up, man. There's the there's people out there getting fired up. I kind of like that, though, man. I like people getting fired up. Something <laughs> something entertaining about it. Uh, but but I see that a lot. That's one thing, I, you know, if you, if you see someone talking about it, there's always questions you, you should ask or at least things that you think about it's 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 i don't know it's just something that bothers me yeah yeah it grinds my gears yeah taxes grind my gears man again i get it i get it i pay my taxes you made that point i promise we pay our tax we are paying taxes but uh it hurts man joseph you so you grew up in you grew up in clayton you're yep. you're from clayton you yep. grew up in clayton yes did y'all ever have a kmart Nah, not in Clayton. No, no, we never had a Kmart. It was a long time before we got a Walmart. We had a, I tell you what we did have, we had a Video Express. <laughs> Bet you didn't have one of those. Nah. See uh-huh. my t-shirt? This is a Video Express t-shirt, actually. Oh, where'd you get that from? I don't know, some guy. But uh, shout out to Dan Barber. Um, Barber Shop Creative Services. They made these shirts. They made a bunch of vintage business shirts. Oh, that's a cool idea. He's a good dude, man. Um, This is a really cool shirt, so... Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at it. I thought it was a Miami Vice. I doubt he's listening, but if he is. <laughs> I thought it was a Miami Vice shirt. No, I mean, it's Video Express. So uh, Video Express had this dude, Gary. Shout out to Gary. <laughs> my uh, my mom had a, my mom ran a daycare and owned it. It was right beside Video Express. I had to walk over there, get to rent videos. Got to watch a lot of videos, man. Whole lot of videos, man. That was my childhood, watching a lot of movies. So, so I never said what the question was. The, the, the question that we answered was, you know, I want to start. I want to start a business entity. I'm confused about taxes. Should I? Should I elect to have flow through taxes? And so that's that's where the question. I'm not. I'm not on my A game today. No, that, it depends. That's the answer. Yeah, right? the answer so, is it depends. We're not CPAs. You said that as well, right? I you did, did tell the people. <laughs> I told them not to ask us for tax advice, but you should be working with a CPA. And we work a lot with CPAs when we're doing business formation, when we're doing estate planning. We talked about trust a lot a week or two ago. And anytime we're doing any of that, we're usually, if you've got a, you've got a CPA, you got a tax person that you work with, you know, we'll, we work with them. Um, but, but anyway, taxes, you can pay them two different ways when you have an entity formed. Yeah. I think you're on your A game, man. I think you're killing it. (laughs) I think you're killing it. The person who asked this question is probably sitting at home listening to this and like, my God, I got it. (laughs) I got it. I never thought that that question would be answered in such a thorough way. And, uh, I'm going to take my tax savings and I'm going to, uh, what's the name of peace? Peace goods. Peace goods. Peace Buy goods. some fabric. And Nailed I'm going to sew clothing for the homeless. Good stuff. Good stuff. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. They are your hosts of this show, the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, the power behind this program. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices located right here in Raleigh, also in Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We're going to take a short break. When we come back on the other side, we have more listener questions. You're listening to The Outlaw Lawyers. Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. They're your hosts. They're also the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. And Whitaker and Hamer, they're everywhere. Offices located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate and sometimes referee between Josh and Joe. We have listener questions going on today, and it's all about business. So, Josh, take it away. 
Yeah, we, we started out, our first listener question was on taxation. You know, when you're starting a business, you get to make certain elections, you get to make certain choices about how you get taxed. And so that was our, our first listener question. And our next listener question is going to be uh, a little different topic, right, Joe? Yeah, way better than that one. You, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Yours was great. Uh-huh. We've already gotten 17 emails from fans <laughs> from the future saying how good it was. Um, yeah, so... <sighs> This isn't really so much of a question as it is. It is a question, but we're going to have to present it as a fact pattern, right? So we've got a we've got a say we've got a client who is a seller, and they wouldn't be our client in this case because, of course, we represent the buyer. But we've got a seller in a transaction. What kind of transaction? This is a closing, a real estate purchase transaction. So this this person is selling their home, and they bought their home unmarried. They were not married. They were living a peaceful single life living their dreams uh, and they purchase this home. Then they meet someone, they fall in love and they get married after the fact. So they take title in their sole name. They They fell in love and then they got married. They, right. Yeah. They fell in love first and then they got, dated for 18 months <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then got married. And then they the got fact. married. Got, yeah. Got they, got they, they were very much in love, got it. very much in love. Um, anyways, not in love enough to put the, the, the spouse, the husband on title. So husband never goes on title, always owned in the sole name. And then they fall out of love. It's like so many couples tragically do, Josh. They fall out of love. They don't like the same TV shows. The one, the, the man watches the Netflix show without his wife and it all falls apart. Right, right. And they're, they hate each other. They start screaming and um, they decide that they're going to get separated, not divorced. Eventually they'll get divorced. But they're going to get separated. So they get separated. Um, however, they don't sign any formal separation agreement. They haven't gotten to that point yet. And they kind of fall out of touch with one another. And this lady who uh, who owns this house in her sole name lists her house for sale. Get to the point where closing is upon us or prior to closing, because this is an issue you discover, you know, when the title search is done. And this lady's very shocked to find out that her husband has a marital interest in this property, even though he was never on title. And that we will have to have him sign something at closing to be recorded to take care of that marital interest. Yeah, that's not really, really a question, not really a question, but uh, <laughs> the question would be: If I bought a house while unmarried, then got married, and then got separated, does my spouse have to sign the deed? And the, and the answer to that question is yes. It's yes in the absence of something else. Something else. Yeah, that that shocks people a lot of times, especially if they're not from here. It's different in different states, but in North Carolina, when when me and Joe start talking about real property law, which we do often it seems. Um you, it's such a banger of a topic, man. Everybody's dealing with real property. Yeah, everybody. We're standing on a real right look at look at the bottom of your feet. You're standing on real property right now. <laughs> as you speak. It's everywhere. The uh yeah, so in, in North Carolina there's two your two things. You're single or you're married. That's Se- it. That's separated it. is not a legal uh, status in North Carolina doesn't mean anything. If you're separated, you're married to us. Yeah, uh, to, to for the purposes of of a title search, and uh, and we talk about the fact that you need you need something else to keep your your estranged spouse in this scenario from having to sign, and that something else is you need something that is going to memorialize the fact that you are what we call a free trader, meaning that you have the ability to separately own property. And this, it, it, it needs to be something that is on record formally. That's, that's the, the sticking point. Um, because in this theoretical scenario, we're dealing with a person, this person actually presented a separation agreement to us. And it was, a, they had lost the signature pages. So they didn't have the signature pages. They got the whole agreement. They got a notary page, no signature pages. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we can't do anything with it. Because you have to, in this scenario, you've got to be able to put something on record 
And that is not something that you can record. So we are in a situation where you're going to have to reach out to somebody that you've had a screaming match with over a Netflix show, apparently. And uh, you have to get that person to come in and sign a deed so you can sell your home and, and get paid for it. And I can tell you from experience, anytime an estranged spouse who you've probably said, goodness knows what to at this point, because you thought you were never going to have to deal with this person again. <laughs> anytime they find out you're selling a house and there's money coming and that they've got a sign, that is never a good combination. No, no, they always, they're, they're usually not going to do you a solid and, and sign it, right? No, it's not their thing to do you a solid and sign it. But um, we had one one time where someone had been separated for like, it was 20 plus years. Like they had been separated. They didn't even know where the, if that person was alive or dead. And uh, they just know neither one of them had ever gotten divorced. So, you know, in North Carolina right now, the way it is, you're, you you got to be separate for a year. But once you are, then any person can file for a divorce. You don't have to, or you got to get people served. You got, you do have to kind of locate people. But um, she was able to, she just, this person just got divorced. I was like, you could just get divorced. And she's like, oh, I'll get divorced. Man, I had a, I had a girlfriend in 10th grade and I just stopped talking to her. I think we're, we're still dating technically <laughs> right along those same lines. But, uh, no, it happens, man. It's I've seen it more than once where you you have someone and I've seen it. I've seen it in the situation where you have two people on title, you know, so both parties are on title and then they they separate, they divorce, but they never take care of that. And then one of them vanishes off the face of the earth. They're not dead. You know, they're still alive, but you can't find them. And that's a nightmare, man. It's not a fun scenario to deal with. I think we understand, you know, there was a time where you just you know, you, you may, you know, if you're lucky, right, you married your high school sweetheart, and you just started a life. But I think as, as we get further away from like the fifties and the sixties and people are getting married later in life when they already have assets, I got married. I didn't know nothing. Yeah. I had nothing to protect. There was yeah. no reason to get a prenup. I didn't own anything. Uh, but a lot of people are getting, and now you're rich, man. <laughs> but, but you got those yachts, people, people have assets now and, and getting married, you know, it's the biggest legal decision most people ever make with maybe the least amount of consideration. You know, if you were going to do anything else, if you're going to take on them, like me and Joe are law partners. And I thought long and hard, right? Me and Joe thought long and hard about being law partners. It's not something we entered into it's haphazardly. Pretty, it's pretty natural, man. Pretty <laughs> it worked natural. out. We had a lot of chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> but but you, you go into business with somebody, you buy a house with somebody, you buy a I don't know, car with somebody, you know, any, any guys you would really think it over, uh, buy a PlayStation together, right? Yeah. You think you put yeah. a lot of thought into it because yeah. there's money on the line. And uh, a lot of people maybe get married. I would say get married on a whim. Man, I hope, I hope that you can afford to buy your own PlayStation. <laughs> if you got, a, if you got to form a conglomerate to buy, I was, a I was trying to think about situations before I got married. So like me yeah. and a roommate, yeah, we, yeah, sure. we went I'm in ready. on a PlayStation. Yeah. I, but what you're, I understand what you're, your point is like, yeah, man, there's people that get married on a whim, but you're signing up for a lot, you know, especially in, in the state of North Carolina, you are, uh, you're locked in and that spouse is locked in. And if you come into a lot of things, if you're like you and you come into 18 yachts, um, six mansions, yeah, it's going to be, you know, your, your spouse is going to, you're going to have some division to do in the, in the event it goes wrong. So the marital interest in real property, and again, we're talking about real property. You know where that comes from, Joseph? Did you, have you ever had to look at it? What, the, the, the marital interest? Yeah, you know where it comes from? Yeah, I do, but why don't you tell the people? <laughs> it does. I don't want to do a spoiler. <laughs> in North Carolina, your spouse, if you, were to, if you were to pass away and you were married, and your spouse wanted to object 
to your will and they didn't like what they were left, they could take a, um, a life estate in all your real property. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. And so that doesn't, and again, that's if they're not on title, right? Like that's a situation where they are not already right. on title and they don't already, you know, Owned. have their own interest. Yeah. And so that marital interest has to be conveyed away. And so if, when your spouse signs, like if I own something in my name and I, and I want to sell it, my wife is going to join me in that conveyance to our buyer. Cause she has to, cause she has a marital interest that she may not be, my wife would be, but sometimes your wife may not, your spouse may not be entitled to any money. That doesn't mean they're entitled uh, to money necessarily, but they do have that interest. They have to release with their signature. Yeah. You're, you're getting into a little bit more of a complex discussion when you talk about, are they entitled to money and, uh, and, and, in the interest of time and efficiency, you know, that marital interest, if you're not on title, you marry into someone who owns property, the value of that interest is basically going to be calculated on how much did that property appreciate from the time that you guys got married. That's how it's usually going to be factored. But, um, so you could be entitled to some money. That's not what we're talking about here. Maybe she'll have to reach out to this guy to come sign this deed and it'll rekindle their love. In my theoretical, they get back together. They fall in love. This is like a movie. And, and this um, is how it all. Yeah, it's a, it's a movie. It's a, You've Got Mail. It's that one. I never saw that movie. I didn't either, but yeah. it's the first one that came to my mind. <laughs> it doesn't sound like one I'm going to. I'm going to make the time to see. That's one of those movies, you know, like I've never, I think I've said this before on there. I've never seen the Titanic and I'm confident I will go to my grave, never having watched Titanic. You do you think know, so? You know how it ends. So what's I the did. point? Right? Yes. Yeah. Same thing with Avatar. I'm going to go to my grave having never seen Avatar. Hey man, that, so you just hate James Cameron. You've seen aliens, haven't you? Have you seen Terminator 2? These are all James Cameron films. So I never watched Aliens. Okay. I have seen Terminator Aliens 2. Aliens is fantastic, man. You should watch that. Make I, your kids watch it. Well, I've just never, it's just never happened. I mean, maybe one day it'll films. happen. You didn't live, you didn't go to daycare by Video <laughs> Express. <laughs> Clearly. I did not. I had to wait for HBO free cable weekend. My dad would take us to movies all the time too, man. I think he just didn't want to. You have to hear us. So he'd take us to the movies all the time, man. Anyways. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and uh, Joe Hamer. They are the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Again, the power behind this program. They have offices in lo located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate today. We're doing listener questions all in the business realm when it comes to the legalese. We'll talk more about it when we come back. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, again, practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. They have offices located conveniently in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. If you are facing a legal situation, if you've got questions, you can always find the answers by calling Whitaker and Hamer, 800-659-1186. That's 800-659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what that call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch. And you can always email your questions to the show, questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. We're talking all kinds of business legal. Josh, take it away. You know, before the break, we are talking about uh, how I want to go to my grave. I've never seen the Titanic. You remember that when we were talking about that, Joseph? Yeah, the, the movie, the Titanic. Let's clarify, because uh -huh. if someone just jumped on the show, they'd be like, of course, this guy's not going to go on a submarine <laughs> to the Titanic. Not now. Not now. Yeah. The, uh, but my gravestone, I really wanted to say, like, you know, Josh Whitaker, husband, father you know 
Never brand. saw Titanic. Yeah. And then just, just my hand. I never watched it. <laughs> well, you missed a, a classic, beautiful love story well, about the love it. of Jack and Rose. You said you didn't watch it. Oh, I've seen it, brother. I saw it in theaters. On purpose? I saw it at the how. I mean, at the, when I was young, it came out. When did it come out? I'll look and see when it came out. I'll tell you how. how I was not super and, and, old. And Joe, correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't they have like, that was such a long movie. They actually had an intermission. I mean, they had an now, I don't remember it. I don't, I think they did some places. I don't remember that. But uh, it was man, long. A, this is, this was back in the day. This was 97. So I was an 11 year old boy at this time. And you saw Titanic? But listen, man, I had a sister and like, I couldn't just be left at home. <laughs> Um, so I had to go to, and I wasn't excited about it. I wasn't pumped, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a, his, watch, it's a history lesson with, you know, Leonardo Listen, man, DiCaprio is, thrown in there. Yeah. It was the only PG 13 movie that I've ever, that I can recall still to this day that had nudity in it. And as an 11 year old, my mind was, you want to talk about a mind blowing thing? Uh, and it was just the drawing. Mind. It was just the drawing. No, 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 no. This was, it, this was, this was legitimate full, full. This was, it wasn't just the drawing Morgan. You should, you should Google that PG historically PG 13 movies that had nudity. Don't you worry, my brother, I'm going to do that (laughs) during the break, during the break while I was doing my research prep. uh, I was, uh, came upon this video of a guy stealing a bike and there's just, just golden retriever in the garage that's supposed to like be protected. And then he just makes friends with him. <laughs> so it's like a, it's like a ring camera video of this guy playing with a dog, having the time of his life before he steals the bike. All right. Hold please. Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? Well, I'm doing yeah, this. You do that research. You do All that right, very right, important right. sixth grade style right. research. Yeah, I got it. And then, um, I got it. So we're, we, we get a, we, we get a lot of contract law questions. So we've talked about kind of business formation, taxation, we talked about how marital interest can kind of ruin a real estate uh, transaction. And then our contract question basically comes down to what are some things that you want to see in a contract between you and a, a general contractor or, or a contractor, right? So that's that's the hope is that if you're engaging someone and you're spending, everybody's got kind of a different level of money that they can part with, right? So, you know, you, a lot of times people come to do work at your house. They have like a little... They'll give you an estimate, you know, to repair a toilet or work on your septic or put in the gas line, right? You'll have like a little estimate and they'll have some like random general legal uh, legal language on there and you'll sign off on it. But once you start shelling out a lot of money, maybe someone's building a house for you, building an addition for you, you know, a big job, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you're going to have a contract. You're going to have, hopefully you're going to have a contract, a written contract, not a verbal contract or a, you know, Handshake doesn't really do it anymore once you get up into the hundreds of thousands of dollars. I mean, it, in theory, it's, you know, it's not that it's not legally binding, but it's just not advisable. I would not, I would not advise. I want you to build my half million dollar house on a handshake. Hey, if you've got a firm enough handshake, brother, <laughs> if I reach out and shake your hand and you just crush all of the bones <laughs> in my hand, I'm like, this guy can build a house. I feel like, I feel like that would have worked in like 1958. I just give you a hard handshake and a good nod. And you're like, yeah, hey, that's a good guy. Yep. And that's he'll, it. He'll that's do what it. he's supposed to do. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so we review a lot of these things and there's a couple things that come up a lot, you know, even a, even a good general contractor, you know, I take a different approach depending on who I'm drafting a contract for. Right. So in this scenario, I'm drafting a contract for someone who wants to, to use the services services of a general contractor, I would probably take a different tact if I was representing a, a general contractor. But um, you know, one thing that I think you'll always want in there 
you know, when we're, we're again, we're talking about building an addition, building a house. You're going to want a, a completion date. Yeah. I've seen some where they just don't even give you a completion date. They don't give you an estimate. They just, you know. There's some offer to purchase contracts like that, too, that people draft themselves. And if you've got no, if you've not established any date and, you know, time is not of the essence, then you're in trouble, man. It's very hard for someone to breach a contract that has no time window, has no time constraints. How do you prove someone if, if someone's got a contract to build you a house and there's not a date in there, at least a target date, it doesn't have to be firm. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. How are you going to sue them for breach three years down the road? You're going to have to take a, a what a reason, you know, a judge is going to have to come in here and say, well, what would a reasonable person expect? But you're going to have to, you're going to have to convince a judge that breach has taken place. If you've got this house should be done January one on January two, in theory, if the contract's drafted right, you get an argument that your contractor or your builder, whoever it is, has breached that contract. So the the first thing you're always going to want in a contract is, you know, time of performance is what I call it. You that. just slam dunk that answer, man, because you said it. If you don't have a date, it, you know, you're you're getting into a situation where you're going to have to ask the court to read, you know, to come in and read those terms in, and 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 there's going to be a strong argument, especially if it's a situation that you drafted the contract. Courts don't give you a lot of sympathy, man. If you drafted your own contract and you're an idiot and you don't you don't include things that are that are needed there, so you know deposit schedule, how you're going to pay, how um, you know when final payments due, warranties. There's all kinds of things that go into a contract where there's not necessarily a default. You know, sometimes you get lucky and the law kind of reads some certain things in, provides some warranties. But you know, I read one of these the other day where the contractor didn't give a finished date. And then basically had all these reasons, basically could not be held liable for any kind of delay. It's a pretty sweet contract. The contract's just like, yeah, I can't do any, I'm, I can't do anything wrong. Said, and, and, and it went further and so they can't be liable for certain kinds of damages, uh, punitive damages, things like that, things that you would want available to you. Because if you're going after for punitive damages, something bad has happened. Something has gone terribly wrong to the tune of fraud and, and you can't, you can't get out of that kind of thing, you know, so uh, if they present you with a contract, it's going to be worded in their favor. And so you need to take a look at it. You need to have someone look at it. You need to you mark know, it up. Yeah. You're going to have to make some changes. And, and so that's what we've done. That's, that's been a couple of questions that I've had in the office this week were just contract questions, you know, and, and we help folks. We got a couple of folks who are purchasing commercial property and you get up into the millions and millions of dollars and what a contract allows and doesn't allow becomes very, very important. Yes. Well, Joe, how'd your research go? Man, you'd be surprised. There's a there's not only PG thirteen movies with full frontal nudity. There's PG movies with full frontal nudity. There's rated G movies with full frontal baloney. nudity. Baloney. That's not baloney. It's just one, but it's out there. It's called the Andromeda Strain. I never watched it. Me either. Obviously. It was rated G? Rated G. For, that can't be right. For, yeah, that's it's a list, man. There's not a ton. The rest of them, uh, I think a lot of these are for uh, backsides, is what it says. And so you expect that, right? Like I expect to see a backside in a G movie. No, 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 no. There's only the one. And then you got a bunch of P, you got a bunch of PG backsides. I can tell here. Joe had the a lot of fun flash, doing the research on this. He's uh, he's really into this. No, I'm not. I'm listen, listen, fellas, <laughs> listen. I was given a task. And uh, the whole reason we got to this point was thorough. The movie You're Titanic. very thorough. And yeah. And uh, 
and it blew my mind, man. I was sitting in the Howell Theater in Smithfield, and the screen flashes. And I was just like, what is that? What is what's happening right now? But anyways, it's a good memory, man. Yeah, it's good. It's good solid research. Yeah. You'll never experience that because you're never going to see the movie. Nah, it's never going to happen. You'll never see the true love story Mm-mm. of a man and I don't a want woman. Any, I don't want any part a of it. A poor man. I can, I can give you a synopsis nah, of the movie one day. That nah. can be the whole show. Just me retelling the story of Titanic. Nah, I don't It's got wanna. Billy Zane in it, man. You love Billy Zane. From Tombstone? Was Billy Zane in Tombstone? I don't know. You got to do some research. All right. I'll do that research All too right, right well, now. Well, right. we'll figure that out after the break. All right. The Outlaw Lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer. Again, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, where you can find them. Offices located in Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and Moorhead City. They're the managing partners of the firm. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. If you've got a legal situation that you're facing, maybe uh, you've got a business question. We're talking about business law today. If you've got one of those questions, you can always call the firm 800-659-1186 that's 800-659-1186 leave your contact information briefly what the call is about and an attorney with Whitaker and Hamer will be in touch and as always you can email your questions to the show we'll answer them on a future broadcast that's questions at theoutlawlawyer.com we're back right after this Welcome back into the final segment of the Outlaw Lawyers. Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. They're your hosts. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. Offices popping up all over the place. Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate each and every week, back and forth, legalese. This week we've been focusing on business law, but I believe we're about to go off the rails. Josh? A little bit off topic, but not for us, really. No, it's on, it's, it's yeah. perfectly on topic. So I, I, I thought Billy Zane might be in Tombstone. He was. So he was in Tombstone, but he's got like a bit part. Like what, it's what not. It? He's like a uh, they're like watching a show and he pops up on stage and he's the guy on stage. Ah. But he's barely in it. And you had, clearly have no idea who he actually is. So I don't understand <laughs> how you possibly did this. Ah, what else, I got no clue. What else has he been in? Oh, he's been in a lot of things, man. He's been in uh, Back to the Future, Part 1 and 2. What, what? He's probably in 3, honestly. What did he, he do in 1? I'm looking at that now, trying to see. Couldn't have been a huge role. No, right? It had to be something small. He like was a uh, man was, wearing shades. He was Match <laughs> in Back to the Future. Was he one of the like bully guys? He or? had to be. He was Match. Um, better known roles, Titanic, seen that one. Um, he was in, uh, he was in, he was in, I'm trying to find something you would know. He was in Zoolander. He was in I've Zoolander. seen Zoolander. Yeah. He was himself. I'm pretty sure in Zoolander. Oh, I don't remember. He was in the new avatar. We've already established. You haven't, you didn't <laughs> haven't see that one. That. Um, I know who he is. The mummy. Like, he was in the mummy. I didn't watch the mummy. You didn't see the mummy? No, I didn't see the mummy. You sure? <laughs> yeah. I hadn't seen the mummy. <laughs> he was in back to the future three as well. <laughs> I've seen that. All three Back to the Future. So you know who he is. I guess. All right. He was in The Silence of the Hams. <laughs> That's literally the name of the movie. <laughs> I bet that was good. That I haven't seen fantastic. that one. Oink, oink. <laughs> he was in MacGruber. I've seen MacGruber. Yeah. It's very good. I don't know. He's Billy Zane, dude. What What did he play in uh, MacGruber? Uh, let's see. Let's pull it up. Do a quick let's search see. and turn the like computer it. around so Josh can see it. He'll, he'll probably recognize it. Well, him. I mean, I got a computer. You know right. what he looks like, okay. right? Yeah. Like, look at what he looks like. I'm going to do it right now. I got a computer in front of me. I know this is action-packed radio, right. us Googling things. Yeah. Yeah. Our viewership, <laughs> our listenership 
is oh, going through the roof. Yeah, I know that's that Billy Zane. How could you not know Billy Zane? Well, this one picture he doesn't have any hair. Yeah, he's in a lot of in a lot of films he doesn't have any hair. He doesn't have to have hair, man. I ain't got a bunch of it, but I'm doing just fine. <laughs> I'm carrying on, man. Sensitive topic. Let's move on. Yeah, Josh. (laughs) All right. Yeah, I know that guy. All right. It's Billy Zane. Anyways, you should. uh, I bet your wife's seen Titanic, man. I bet you if you went home and you were like, honey, we're going to watch Titanic tonight. I bet you'd cry. Happy tears. (laughs) Josh, I thought you'd never ask. I'm trying to think. I don't know that we're watching much of anything right now. I I was trying to think of what Tombstone's a good one, man. We talked about that, right? Billy Zane. Look, man, every time Tombstone comes on, you watch the whole thing. I watch the, no, 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 no. I do not watch the whole thing. The movie ends when they beat the Cowboys. I yeah. turn it off. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to see Val Kilmer slowly die. That's every time I watch tough, it. Man, it's tough. Do you see you see what they did with his voice in the the second top gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. It's a, it a good film. I enjoyed that film. <laughs> you saw that one? I did. I saw that in the movie. We're going to get you going to see more movies, man. You got to. I, well, I, I, think, watch, uh, I think we should do a field trip. I think the show should go to a movie. Yeah. I, I think you're uncultured, Josh. Well, you know, I, I've gotten to a point. I'm like one of those people where like, I really only watch mm. superhero, superhero movies at this point. Okay. So, so guys, watch- let me ask you a question. And I'm sorry to interrupt, Josh, but uh, of your, your children, the breakdown, um, how, how many boys, how many girls? Who's got what? I got two and two. Josh has three. all stallions. <laughs> three all right. boys. So, so, three so boys. I can say this comfortably. Josh is not going to see Barbie. Uh, Joe, have you been to Barbie yet? No, my uh, my girl, older girl, my other girl's young, young, young. Um, but my other daughter has seen the Barbie. She seemed to approve of the Barbie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just I think she gave it double check. A thumb up. What? A single thumb Killing up. Killing at the box office, that's for sure. Yeah, it's doing very well. Yeah, we saw, um, I think the last thing we saw was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, which is already streaming, so it's been a while. Yeah. No, it's not true. I saw The Flash, and I like The Flash. Yeah, Flash was Flash was pretty good, man. You're, but, you're a Michael Keaton guy, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I've yeah. talked about I'm my, a sucker for Michael Keaton. I too. love Michael Keaton. The, well, I don't understand why it's such a bomb, though. That's what I don't get. Like, I enjoy it's because it. the, the, the lead, he, like, kidnapped someone, or he did a lot of bad things. I don't even know what all it was, but he got a lot, a ton of negative press, so they couldn't really use him in the press lead up, and then... Uh, they tried to over. They tried to put out a ton of like positive word of mouth, which was I thought fairly legit. I thought it was pretty decent. But uh, that was a very good movie. It was also the the dying gasp of uh you know they're redoing the whole universe now. So and people yeah. knew that like it's kind of irrelevant in that sense. But, uh, well, that all makes me sad. Yeah, but I like Michael Keaton a lot. He's pretty good, right? Good actor. Yeah, I like him a lot. He did really good. I won't spoil the flash for anybody, but it's worth seeing. Yeah, I don't think it's a spoiler to say my. I mean, I was in the trailers. Man. If you didn't know Michael Keaton was in the Flash, then you probably aren't going to see the Flash. Do we? Do we have any more listener questions? No, I don't think we do. I think we ran out. I think we tapped out. We need. Uh, we need all of our loyal listeners to call into the hotline. We we really appreciate it. The folks that have done it, you know, uh, you keeps know, us from having to do actual work and prepare. Man, we could just pull up the. I, the Rolodex I can answer listener questions all all day long and and I get you know my my practice areas here at the firm I do a lot of business law do a lot of real estate law do a lot of estate planning estate administration and so those are the listener questions I kind of gravitate to you know we need to have some other attorneys from the firm on and tackle the you know we get some traffic we always get a lot of questions about speeding tickets and things like that and I don't deal with those every day we have other attorneys at the firm who who really have to bring them in from the mines. We keep them down there working. Yeah. Hard. And we got, you know, we've got our family law. They're all in court today. I think every family law attorney we got's in, in court today, but we handle a lot of divorces and 
you know, child custody and the things that come with separations and, and folks, uh, you know, trying to have a fresh start and things like that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're kind of all over the map, but usually, you know, we can handle almost, almost any question uh, that you can, that you can throw at us. The lucky thing, the big thing about our firm is, you know, a lot of firms are dedicated to one thing. Like you'll stumble across a firm that maybe advertises on TV and they do personal injury, car accident law, that kind of thing. You stumble on a firm, all they do is, you know, real estate closings or all they do is environmental law or all they do is family law. But our firm from day one, we wanted a, uh, uh, what would you call it? Well, we wanted a bunch, of, we wanted a lot of attorneys who could practice different areas. We wanted so, to be a commu- more of a community-based firm, right? Like you walk into the, what do I need? It doesn't matter what I need because I can go to these guys. That's right. And, and so girls, these men and ladies. We tried to create a law firm where we had attorneys because one attorney can't do everything. There's no way one attorney can handle everything. We used to have that attorney when I was growing up back in the, the 70s and 80s, right? We, would, we had this one attorney and you went to him for everything. You get a divorce, you went to this guy. You get charged with murder, you go to this guy. You know, traffic ticket, you go to this guy. Need a will, you went to that. And and you can't do that anymore. Everything has gotten so specialized. Uh, one attorney can't handle all those practice areas. But we like for our clients to be able to come to us with a multitude of issues. And we definitely do our best to help them. And there are things that we don't handle. So you might come to us like, uh, I think we've said this before, but like we do not handle immigration law. So if you have an immigration concern, we know a lot of good immigration attorneys that we can refer you out to or help you get with uh, to get started. Our firm does not handle bankruptcy. And there's a lot of good bankruptcy attorneys in the area. Um, medical malpractice. Yeah. Medical malpractice is another that one. one that takes, uh, it takes an attorney. That's pretty much all they do. But for the most part, for your, for your average person, the problems that you're going to, the legal problems that you're going to encounter or want to prevent are ones that our, our firm can help you with. And, and, uh, you know, we got offices in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. I was talking to somebody the other day uh, down in our Moorhead City office. And so we do a lot of uh, a lot of stuff in Moorhead City, man. That is a busy, busy place. You it's know? a good spot, too, man. It's a really nice spot, Moorhead City. I like the beach. Big fan of it. And then we do a lot of stuff, and you know, down in Charlotte and down in, in Raleigh. And, and uh, we've got a lot of clients who are, who are statewide and – and uh, really just try to be as helpful as we as we can try to be an asset to our clients. Uh, we've tried to do that from day one and it's been 20, 20 plus years for the firm and still chugging, chugging along, trying to trying to help where we can. Stronger than ever, brother. Quite, quite the legal toolbox. They can cover almost everything. And if they can't cover it, they'll point you in the right direction. The outlaw lawyers, Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, they're the managing partners, Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm. Again, as they mentioned, offices everywhere, Raleigh, Garner, Clayton, Goldsboro, Fuquay, Verena, Gastonia, and now in Moorhead City. They're practicing attorneys here in North Carolina. If you're facing something, you need some questions answered, you can always call the firm, 800-659-1186. That's 800 800- 659-1186. Leave your contact information, briefly what that calls about, and an attorney will be in touch with you. And you can always email your questions to the show. We'll use them on future broadcasts. Questions at theoutlawlawyer.com. For Josh Whitaker and Joe Hamer, again, the managing partners at Whitaker and Hamer Law Firm, and your hosts, I'm Morgan Patrick, consumer advocate. We'll see you on the radio next week. Lawyer 
is hosted by an attorney licensed to practice law in North Carolina. Some of the guests appearing on the show may be licensed North Carolina attorneys. Discussion of the show is meant to be general in nature and in no way should the discussion be interpreted as legal advice. Legal advice can only be rendered once an attorney licensed in the state in which you live had the opportunity to discuss the facts of your case with you. The attorneys appearing on the show are speaking in generalities about the law in North Carolina and how these laws affect the average North Carolinian. If you have any questions about the content of the show, contact us directly.